0: Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show, We are confident you will enjoy the content we're offering, all the bonus content over on Patreon. For just $5 per month, not only do you gain access to the monthly Top Rope Nation Classics bonus podcast on Patreon, you also receive access to a weekly bonus podcast, Top Rope Nation Extra. That's five bonus shows per month for $5, plus other benefits like access to our show notes every week, voting on which events we cover for classics, and more. So click that link in the episode description and read all about it over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash topropenation and enjoy this special free preview of this month's Retro Show. What's up everyone? It's the 27th edition of Top Rope Nation Classics going back in time to 1989. This is Ryan Drosty with Justin Joint and Kyle Ross. This show as voted on by the patrons, Shytown Rumble 89. Kyle Ross, Shytown, Chicago, the last time I saw you in person. How are you doing tonight?
1: Yes, it would have been Chicago the last time I saw you in person. The last time I saw Justin in person as well. Uh, yep, in that elevator about seventy two times. <laughs> going to say that <laughs>
0: those, those things are tricky. I tell you, you hop
1: down. You don't never know where you're going at midnight, man. It's crazy. But yeah, well, I'm sure it's a little warmer today in Chicago than it was. Well, maybe not. I guess it would have been what 23, 33 years ago. Pardon me.
0: Almost so. to the day February 20th. It yeah. is February 22nd, 2022 as we record this, so nearly on the anniversary.
1: Yeah, I don't have a we- I don't have my weather report today for Chicago, but uh, apparently it was very cold outside the UIC pavilion that night, but very hot inside. Oh yeah.
0: That's for sure. Justin, you ever seen this show start to finish before?
1: No. I uh, obviously I've see- I've watched Flare Steamboat, but this was my first time watching the undercard. <laughs> And yeah, it it, it was hot. A lot of good sweating going on in that ring. (laughs) You know, as this wrapped up uh, the show, I kind of got vibes back to our last edition of Top Rope Nation Classic with Rumble 92 in the sense that like you got like, I don't I think I only watched the undercard once before this Mm -hmm. rewatch. And it's like, you know, and the same thing with Rumble 92. I think it's like I've watched the main event, you know, dozens of times. Mm hmm. Whereas the the undercard, I just really never care to watch it for that. So two in a row, we've done it like this. But as always, we break it down from start to finish here on Top Rope Nation Classic.
0: I mean, a pretty good choice by that. We had a lot of good choices in the Patreon poll this month. Uh, If you're a new patron and you don't know, and we've had a lot of new patrons join recently. So thank you to everyone for pledging your support. And you're getting this exclusive podcast in full for the very first time. Uh, Make sure you go back into the archives. We've been doing these shows for a couple of years. Awesome, great dives a wide range of pro wrestling events. But, you know, every month, the $10 patrons, one of their benefits is they are able to nominate a show. It has to be a, an event that happened in the month of where we're recording it. So all of the nominees this month were from February. We had some good ones. And then everybody, every patron, no matter what tier you're a part of, can vote. And then we do the one that wins the vote. And this one only won by a single vote. Uh, no Way Out 2001, I think, came in in second place.
1: Yeah, and since there was so many different events that garnered votes, it seemed mm-hmm. like interest was a lot more split this time compared to a lot of previous months. I'm actually going to go on the Patreon page, uh, the Facebook, the separate Facebook group for them. I'll give my mm-hmm. thoughts on all the choices that didn't win. Just a little synopsis, a little tease. Oh, okay. Maybe they can, if, if people want to renominate stuff for people are like, wow, Kyle really shit on this show, I'm not going to. Nominate that one again next year. Look at Kyle Ross giving out participation
0: awards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the way, too, if you're not a page, if you are a patron and you're not in the Patreon Facebook group, that's different from our general Facebook group. Um, So maybe I'll, I'll DM that to some of the new members. But you can also just search the Patreon page for Facebook group and find the link to that. You'll have to request to join. But of course, if you're a Patreon member, I will approve you some different, more exclusive discussions going on in that group uh but yeah i, I didn't like too much <laughs> <laughs> kyle's nudes all that you know you yeah. never know okay what well get.
1: yeah <laughs> i just for I, the 30 dollar tier yes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: i pulled up the poll here and uh yeah Chi-Town Rumble rumbles first obviously and then no way out 01. we had in your house final four came in in third wrestle war 90 and then in your house six Rage in the Cage in fifth place. So we had some good choices, but this one won out. And like you, Justin, I don't recall ever watching the full event. I know I had it on a VHS and I had got it through tape trading in like the late 90s or early 2000s. I probably kind of skimmed the undercard. I would have only got it for Flair Steamboat. So Mm -hmm. I don't remember watching the full show start to finish. And that was the first time actually that I saw this flare steamboat matches when I got into the tape trade. I definitely didn't see it before that. Um Kyle, when was the first time that you saw this event or that match?
1: The first time I saw Flare Steamboat was on a best of flare comp. I would have got off eBay, probably the very first tape I ever bought off eBay. So, like you it would have been late nineties. And then I don't think I saw the full event actually until the network. Okay. Like I said I probably I just watched it one time through when I was just choosing random events that I had never seen before but yeah that's it. Yeah, I don't, Justin, I don't I don't I don't think I saw it until the network. Flare Steamboat even cuz I you know I wasn't into tape trading like you guys and I can't think of uh, a compilation VHS or DVD that I would have found it on beforehand so yeah the the network uh, would have been my first uh taste of it. Didn't we get into a debate about that once before Ryan? Like this match, the one in Chicago, was ever included on a WWE DVD release?
0: It may have, uh, probably on our Flair Draft episode. Actually, we might okay. have that discussion because yeah. we
1: were talking about like there was a Triple H yep. DVD and whether uh, it was the yeah. Chicago match or the Nashville match was on that. Yeah, and I, that and was I'll be Nashville. honest with you. I remember you were right, and yeah, I couldn't remember what what the end of that was. I just remember that yeah, you were right on that one.
0: One of the very few times where my memory was actually superior to Kyle's, because usually. <laughs>
1: He's the well, in, in I had my, to take
0: that minor victory, yeah.
1: And in my defense, like I would ever fucking buy a Triple H. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bought it just for the match. Okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah, it was Nashville Wrestle War. So I'm sure when we get to that match here, we'll have a discussion comparing the three, you know, the three big event matches that they had in '89. Kyle, your notes are immaculate on the background of this show, and before we get into what was happening in the sports world and the entertainment world in 1989, February of 89, do you want to get into this a little bit with George Scott coming in and everything that you have in the notes?
1: Yeah, so just a little bit of background on what was going on in the world of wrestling, specifically in the NWA leading to the Chi-Town Rumble. We had a new booker, because if you remember, late 88, what happens? Turner buys the promotion outright. Dusty Rhodes is turfed out as the booker in a fired-quit situation. Uh, George Scott is Dusty Rhodes replacement. George Scott, his claim to fame uh, was booking Mid-Atlantic in the 70s and WWF in 84. Of course, Vince, even back then, had the final say. But this would be a short-lived run and not well-received. Obviously, 1989 NWA has a certain reputation uh, but it's not because of what George Scott did. He had a passe mentality, favored old-timers, did not want to bring in Brian Pillman or Tom Pritchard, instead used Jay Strongbow's kid uh, which, uh, <laughs> who was booed out of the building. Uh, he screwed up, and I think you guys have probably heard this story and a lot of the listeners have too, screwed up Clash 6 royally in the Superdome by not promoting it and it had that disastrous house when there was like 4,000 people in the mm-hmm. Superdome to watch Flair Steamboat. 4,000 people in the Superdome. Uh, hello. That is sad. And the reason he did it, he didn't want to promote a free TV flair steamboat match because he didn't want to script the house shows.
0: Wow. wow. George Scott
1: in 1989, there's just no other way to say it, was a real dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and somebody who would probably use those exact terms is Jim Cornette. Uh, He and the Midnight Express left temporarily over dispute with Scott. Uh, Scott eventually replaced by a committee later in the year after Clash 6. So this is not a long run. Clash 6 is in April, for God's sake. And that committee would eventually be led by Ric Flair and would include Jim Cornette. Kevin Sullivan was on it. uh, And, you know, it was kind of a revolving door until Ole Anderson came in in 1990.
0: Kyle there was a clash in Cleveland like 5 days before Chi-Town Rumble.
1: Yeah, the Cleveland Arena which I never went to in my life. <laughs> and that is a really awful clash of champions. Like
0: just basically like a promo for the show pretty
1: much. Yeah, right? I, I, yeah, I mean it is a dreadful clash. I mean yeah. among the very worst in the history of the Clash of Champions. Is there even anything sticker.
0: notable on there besides the face-to-face face face with Steve Boat and Flair?
1: No. There's mean, that's a, like the only
0: thing worth watching.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. There's like a very convoluted main event angle that results in the Road Warriors turning back babyface, but no, it's terrible. Yeah. All right. And the other keynote coming into this, and this is gets fun. I can't wait to go over this. I laughed
0: so hard reading these notes of yours.
1: Okay. There were... <laughs> we're all accustomed obviously about the pay-per-view wars that were going on between vince and crockett you know going by the way
0: cheap yeah cheap plug if you're not aware because one of the first podcasts kyle and i did in 2016 the fall of 2016 we went into that history with you know survivor series and starcade and everything if you never heard it check the main podcast feed i reissued that pod this past november so it's Fairly recent on the queue, you can see it. Or you can listen to it. Sorry, go ahead.
1: And that was obviously Thanksgiving of 87. So for those who don't know, may have forgotten, Vince really irritated the cable companies with his predatory tactics during that time. But as 89 rolls around, he's asking for a bigger revenue split with the pay-per-view companies. He wants a bigger piece of the pie for what his shows are making. Cable companies didn't want to hear that, so they go to Ted Turner. Now, again, owns the promotion outright and he, they want the NWA to run a pay-per-view directly opposite WrestleMania Five on April 2nd to be called WrestleWar 89 The Ultimate Gamble. There were 11 pay-per-view companies at the time. Only two had the capability to air both uh, simultaneously, that is. The other nine were allegedly going to side with Turner against McMahon and freeze WrestleMania Five, basically off pay-per-view however this is where the story takes an interesting detour it was all a ruse by the pay-per-view companies going to turner because all they wanted to do in the end was get vince to back down on his demands which he did obviously vince was not about to throw away wrestlemania 5 uh (laughs) and so the pay-per-view companies once vince backed down the demands they obviously preferred wrestlemania 5 over wrestle war uh WWE, or uh, Wrestle War gets moved to May. That's the Nashville Flair Steam, the third of the trilogy, uh, it ends up being. But a free clash of the champions, again, number six, is greenlit for the Superdome, directly opposite Mania 5, which the pay-per-view companies did not like. Uh, in the end, the NWA gets, gets creamed on this deal. WrestleMania 5 sets like every pay-per-view record with Hogan and Savage on top. We mentioned before, there were about six people in the Superdome to watch that all-time flare Steamboat match. I mean, the lights are just almost turned off in the building. It's so embarrassing. And this gets even funnier. You know, I, I read some of this stuff. And-, and I almost thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't take pot shots at modern-day Vince for a couple weeks because I was simply <laughs> in awe. <laughs> Of some of the things I was reading at this time <laughs> this man was doing, they run, WWF runs a loaded, and I mean loaded, house show headlined by Hogan Bossman in a cage that was doing big business around the horde in Chicago two days before the show T- Chi-Town Rumble. The WWF sold out the Rosemont Horizon, a bigger building than the UIC Pavilion where NWA was running. Uh, they did like 18000 to 5500 paid for the NWA, <laughs> They steal J.J. Dillon for a front office position. And J.J. knows all the inner workings, what's going on with the N.W.A. And on the night of the shytown town Rumble, WWE runs MSG, which is on the MSG Network, and you can watch there. That show also sold out. And on the USA Network, they run a three-hour primetime <laughs> wrestling special, which was called Face to Face. It was basically everyone at WrestleMania did debates and cut promos on each other. And there were some matches too. I I wrote it in my notes, Ryan. And as I read it back, I'm going to say the same thing. I am an absolute fucking tears (laughs) saying all these things. (laughs) And and I'll leave you one more tidbit because I thought it couldn't get any better. And then I went to the next observer and it did. This is from the March 1st, 1989 wrestling observer newsletter quote, the WWF is doing consumer surveys in selected cities to try and find out what people like and dislike about wrestling. The thing they're pushing most is they want people to say there's too much wrestling on TV (laughs) so they can take it to rival stations and get the competition canceled. At this point, I'm writing my notes to you guys, and I'm like, seriously, please help. I cannot breathe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> too much wrestling.
1: There's too much Hello, wrestling. Everybody. I'm Jim Ross along with Magnum TA and welcome to the Chi Town Rumble 89. We're coming to you live from the UIC Pavilion here in a cold and snowy Chicago, Illinois. And fans, this is the night that we have all been waiting for. You're going to see free
0: At the UIC Pavilion, Chicago, Illinois, as we said, 7,500 fans, 5,500 paid. Uh, according to WrestleNomics, they estimated the pay-per-view buys at 130000 for this show, which is uh, not incredibly high, but if you compare it to where they were at, you know, around that.